0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to Bad Language, the after Easter edition. I was not allowed to go all crazy on candy this year because that little uh, that A1C and that blood glucose level's a little high. And uh, the wife put the kibosh on that, which is probably better off. I don't need to have those reese'y eggs and those Nerds jelly beans. Those Nerds crusted jelly beans. Oh my gosh, they are... Fantastic! So it is another episode of Bad Language. If you did want to talk Easter candy and you uh, did not hear enough about it, make sure you check out the Q and A with Kyle Kreiss and Mini Coach T. That debuted on uh, Sunday night on Easter night, and he was talking about Easter candy. And peeps are in the Steeler news at least just with the fact that Cam Hayward put a tweet out saying, "Hey, I think they're a little overrated." I kind of think. Peeps are overrated as well, but you know what? That's that's just personal preference. If it comes down to it, if you're giving peeps, I'm still eating them. So that, that's the problem. That's that's why I'm in the shape I'm in right now. We got to get that under control. But let's talk about all of your Steeler news. Man, you find it here on Steel Curtain Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. Really good stuff. I want you to go ahead and check out another episode of Let's Ride. With Jeff Hartman, that debuted this morning, which this being Monday, 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 Monday. And go ahead and check that out. Another episode of the show they call The Hangover Show I used to be on. It is going to be this evening as well. Shannon White, along with Daniel J, they're going to be discussing uh, maybe an Easter hangover. Who knows? Maybe too much ham. You never you never know. But also, The Cutting Room Floor tomorrow with Jeffrey Benedict. There's going to be another episode of The Fix as well. They have another prospect interview. Always good stuff with them. So keep it here for all of your needs, especially draft needs. But we cover so much more than the NFL draft. I'm going to be talking draft a little bit, but I'm going to be going backwards. You know, the draft is less than three weeks away. I mean, it is coming up. And it's coming up fast. seems like it took forever to get here. Now it's here. And we've been doing a lot of praising of one Omar Khan. I thought he's done a great job. He's done a fantastic job in free agency. The trade he made to get that extra draft pick as well. With Chase Claypool going to the Bears. The Steelers getting 32nd overall. Nobody knew that the Bears were going to tank like that. Not they didn't tank on purpose. But didn't know that they were going to go in the proverbial turlet. So now the Steelers are benefiting from that as well. They pick at number 17. As you know, they pick at 32. They pick at 49. Could they be wheeling and dealing? You never know. Could they be moving up? Could they be moving down? Yes, they could. They could do all of that or they could stand pat. The Steelers, in my opinion, are in great shape this year. They are not in desperate shape. And that's a big thing. And we're going to talk about past years when they were desperate and made some picks as well in this episode. But as much as we are praising Omar Khan, again, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, it does not diminish anything that Kevin Colbert did. And Dave Schofield has been running a series of articles. If you have not seen that on Behind the Steel Curtain, go ahead and check it out. It's the worst draft picks in the Kevin Colbert era from each round. So when you look at some of these rounds, you're actually getting some decent players. (laughs) Man, you're getting some decent players in there on that list because Kevin Colbert is drafted well. When you look at the number one picks overall, there's some fantastic stuff here. I saw one list that ranked the top 10 overall number one draft picks for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Kevin Colbert era. And we're going to go ahead and go 10 to one here. Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris are not on the list. You know, it's it's just too early to tell where they go here. Maybe not much longer. But for right now, we, you know, you're going to keep them out of there. But if you look at number 10, it's Lawrence Timmons. Number nine, Ryan Shazier. Number eight, David DeCastro. (laughs) Number seven, the guy who quite possibly could be the all-time sack leader in team history in the first couple weeks of this year, Cam Hayward. Marquise Bouncy is number six. Some of these guys would be one and two in past decades. Heath Miller is number five, the great tight end. Casey Hampton at number four. T.J. Watt is not the number one pick. He's number three. Troy Polamalu, number two. Number one, Ben Roethlisberger. So at one and two, you have two Hall of Famers. You know, you can look at this and go, wow, they've drafted well. Look at guys that are like number 11. You've got San Antonio Holmes. In the top 20, you've got Plexico, Bud Dupree, Rashard Mendenhall. Terrell Edmonds is in there. Now, I'm not putting them in my top, some of these guys in my top five. I'm really not. But when you look at Dave's list, one of those names that I just mentioned is in his bottom five. And who is it? It's Rashard Mendenhall. He has it number four. Now, you could easily argue Dave with that and say, no. Richard Mendenhall was a lot better than you would think he was. But here's the thing about it. When I just, when you go back and read the list that I just read, when you have a situation that Richard Mendenhall is one of your fourth worst of the Colbert era, then that's pretty awesome. Really. I love it. So we're going to go ahead and look at Dave's list. And We're going to talk about these players and in the second half. We're going to talk about alternatives where they could have gone instead. Now, look, I realize hindsight is 2020. I realize you destroy the space time football continuum when you go ahead and you make one pick, one change. Everybody talks about, hey, how many Super Bowls would have they had under Dan Marino if they would have went with Dan Marino over Gabe Rivera? Yeah, we don't know. We think they would have done well. But what happens when he's there and you're not going to have the history that you have, there's not going to be a Ben Roethlisberger if you get Dan Marino, possibly. There might not be. Everything kind of shifts and changes. It changes everything. There's a possibility that if the Steelers take Dan Marino, The Patriots don't pick Tom Brady in 2000. You're saying, but bad. That's 17 years later. I know. I'm just telling you. It would throw every one pick. One pick in the top in the first round changes everything for years. It's that butterfly effect. It happens. So we're going to talk about that too. But let's talk about some of these players. And number five. On Dave's list was a guy that I look at as, I get it, Devin Bush, the recently sent to Seattle. They didn't send him to Seattle. He just went on his own accord. They weren't doing anything to keep him. But if you look at Devin Bush and everyone says, biggest bust in the last 20 years. And the reason they're saying that, and I hate the word bust. You know, I do. I like the term miss. I like when you call it a miss because it just didn't hit. And there's different reasons why some of these guys that we're going to talk about missed and they're beyond anybody's control. But when you make the pick and you make the decision, you don't know what's going to happen. Hey, it's an everyday life. When you make a decision, when you decide to take this job over another job, you don't know. That the manager is on crack and uh, visits SNM venues and goes ahead and uh, brings the whole company down with them. You don't know about that. You don't know about those inner things, just like you don't know at the time that your wife has goes by a different name. She's actually in the witness protection program and it breaks down and you have a mobster from South Philly coming after you. You don't know that that stuff's going to happen, but when it happens, it ruins it. I mean, everything's good. Everything's going great in that job, in that marriage. And then something comes out of the blue that you don't expect. It could be terrible out of the blue. But sometimes in some of those situations, you're not going to trade it because of the good years you had. What if you have a spouse that gets sick, but you had 15 wonderful years with them? You're not trading those 15 wonderful years because you got to have it. So there's different things you could talk about. I know this is probably one of those things you're like, "Bad, eh, maybe apples and oranges. I, you know, I don't know. I I don't know, but. Devin Bush was third in the NFL for defensive rookie of the year in 2019. Going into his second year, you thought he was going to be even better. You thought maybe he could have been the guy for the future. So when you traded up to number 10, when you traded up 10 spots with the Broncos for that pick, well, at the time, you thought it was pretty good. You're basically giving up a second round pick is what you were given up. But everybody now says terrible because hindsight is twenty twenty, and I get it. I was one of the ones praising it because I was salivating for for either of the Devons. I wanted the Devon at number five or I wanted the Devon that went at number 10. I loved them both. Whether it was LSU or Michigan, I wanted that product. I wanted that Devon. Stairway to Devin, we were calling it. We were all excited for it. Then week five of the next year, boom. ACL goes. He's hesitant. He has another injury on top of that when he tries to come back. Never the same again. The two interceptions, the one forced fumble, the four fumble recoveries, the uh, two sacks in 2019. Only... Increased to four career sacks and 10 quarterback hits. And that's it. No more forced fumbles. No more interceptions. You know, Devin Bush wasn't the same again. We never know. We we will never know what would have been with Devin Bush. He could have been a guy like Timmons. Very good in his career in Pittsburgh. Timmons was top 10 on that list of the, the best ones. Timmons had a long career in Pittsburgh and Bush could have been that guy. But we'll never know because that injury changed Devin Bush and he was never the same again. So I said we were going to do this in the second half. I'm going to do it now for Devin Bush. Who could have the Steelers gone in a direction, in a different direction with Devin Bush in 2019? Well, there's so many other guys. I mean, this would, they would have had their, their number two pick back. Which means if they would have had their number two pick back, they might have had a different guy. They might have had DK Metcalf instead of Deontay Johnson. DK Metcalf won a couple picks before Deontay Johnson. They could have had, maybe they would have made that pick. They could have traded down. Ultimately, the linebacker that would have been a better fit and would have worked out better was a guy that went in the third round at number 72, Jermaine Pratt, for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was a free agent. A lot of people were hoping they would have went after him you know, this offseason. But there's so many guys, they could have done a lot of different things if they weren't desperate for that linebacker, and they were definitely desperate for an inside linebacker. They did it. It didn't work out, but I think it would be, look, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to us. You're lying to yourself. Most of you, some of you, and I know some of you are going to yell bad. I I knew they shouldn't have got Devin Bush. Shouldn't have traded up. They gave up too much. At the time, there was a lot of people, and I'm saying a lot of people. I'd say 70, 80% of the fan base were thrilled with moving up because Steelers don't do that much. They moved up. They got the guy they wanted. And why wouldn't you think it would have been good? You know what going up 10 spots does for you. You know what happened instead of picking it 27, you go up to 17 or 25 and go up to 15 to get a guy like Troy Pomalu instead of Larry Johnson. That worked out quite well. You know, I mean, I mean, that's the kind of, when you trade up for a guy like that, you know, it works. We've seen them trade up. We've seen them trade down and do well. Saw them trade down just a couple spots in 2001. And who do they get out of it? Casey Hampton. Casey Hampton was on that list. They traded down. The guys they got in that trade weren't amazing, but there's different things you can do. We'll never know because hindsight's 2020. We will never know what they could have done in 2019. I'm not calling that a bust of a pick. I'm calling that an unfortunate opportunity. That opportunity that they got ended up being unfortunate for this team. Let's take a break. We will be back right after this, and we are going to talk more about these unfortunate opportunities, not busts but we're going to talk about these picks and where they could have gone more right here a bad language me so me- Ain't come i the worst looking man you've ever seen and there i am on the subway train Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back on bad language and we are talking about those opportunities that did not work out in the draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, once again, you like to call them busts. I don't think so, because I think the body of work of some of these guys would have been a whole lot better if it wasn't for unfortunate injuries. Some of them just were not good picks. And three of them that we get to, we're going to talk about. They're not great picks or they didn't work out or they weren't good fits. Some of them were desperate because you needed that position. And the one we just talked about, Devin Bush definitely needed that position. Another situation that the Steelers had where they really needed a running back at the time was Rashard Mendenhall. And a lot of people, Oh, they can't stand Rashard Mendenhall. look, Rashard Mendenhall is a very interesting guy. He was a fantastic high school running back. In college, in his last year, he had 17 touchdowns, 1,684 yards at Illinois. Did have a little bit of a fumbling problem, and one of the reasons you don't like him is because of that fumble in the Super Bowl. Man, he just got he got hammered from both sides, though. And I say that all the time. I I don't know. Who is actually going to survive that hit? Um, Another thing that he did, you know, he did mouth off a lot. This I I don't blame him that much for this, but his career took a a different, quite a different shape. His rookie year just completely collapsed because he called he sent a message to his buddy, Ray Rice, who was a rookie, a fellow rookie with the Baltimore Ravens, and said, hey, week four, Monday Night Football, Steelers, Ravens, I'm going to tear you guys up. Ray Rice, the wang that he is, I mean, yeah, you play for Harbs, you're a wang. You know, I get it. He goes to Ray Lewis, goes to Terrell Suggs, and tells on his buddy, "What what a wanker. Seriously, Ray Rice. And hey, I have no problem calling him that. He beat up his... He beat up a woman in Eleven. We saw it, you know. So there he goes. He tells he tells his new big brothers, For sure Meninol was just messing around. It's not like he was being a complete jerk at that time. But what happens? They go out and put a bounty on him. Now you're going to look like, a bit bad, bad. They never got busted for that. They went on Mike and Mike and talked about putting a bounty on him and Heinz Ward. They did. So don't say they didn't. That's fuggish behavior from the Ravens. And that's why I'm always going to hate those guys. Every time I see Ray Lewis do that dance, I get pissed. They got away with something and they bragged about it next year. What happens? There's Bounty Gate with Greg Williams and with... Sean Payton and with the New Orleans Saints. And they, I mean, there's suspensions and there's crap like crazy. But nobody looks into Ray Lewis. No one looks into T Sizzle. Stupid nickname, by the way. So, anyways, I digress, but he's gone. He missed out on that Super Bowl. He did not get to play in that Super Bowl. He did get to play in a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. His rookie year, like 156 yards or 56 yards total. That's it. 2009, pretty damn good. 11:08 with seven TDs. Much better in 2010 when they went to the Super Bowl. 13 touchdowns, 1,273 yards. He had another nine touchdowns, but not as good. He averaged 4.0 a carry, but didn't get a lot of carries in 2011. There's some injuries there. Only 928. Next year... Well, at the end of that year in 2011, blew out his knee against the Browns in the season finale. Next thing you know, he's he's not the same guy. 2012, he gets suspended because he's frustrated. He gets injured again. Um, he gets suspended because he just says, nah, I'm not showing up. And Tomlin's like, uh-uh, you're, you're going to miss out. Hey, you're not missing out on this game. But if he's not hurt at the end of 2011, Steelers don't get T-Boat, by the way. They do not get Tim T-Boat in that playoff game, which was the next week. That's another thing, because Rashard Menonhall was a good running back for that team. He carried the load. He allowed Ben Roethlisberger to throw downfield because there was a lot of play action. There was a lot of stuff going on because he added that element. If he doesn't get hurt, does he have a better career with the Steelers? Well, what happens? He decides to go in 2013, goes to the Cardinals as a free agent. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. You guys don't love me. and Plus, he made some Osama Bin Laden comments that a lot of people in America did not like, including my dad. My dad was so mad. He's like, did you see what halls put on the tweeter? I'm like, it's Twitter, dad. He's like, ah, I don't care. She'll be saying that stuff. I get it. I get it. So a lot of people, you throw in the fumble, you throw in the attitude, you throw in the comments, didn't care that he left. But you can't look at those three years and say that he was a bust for what he did. At the time, nobody was trading him away. No one was saying when he had 13 touchdowns or 20 touchdowns or 29 touchdowns in three years. Nobody was saying, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. He went to Arizona. He had eight touchdowns. But he walked away the next year. He's like, yeah, I, you know, football has been cool. Exact words. Football has been cool, but I want to travel. I want to do other things. I'm done. Never came back. Was he a bad pick at the time? Eh. The only thing I'm going to say about this, and you could look at, so many other directions that they could have went in. As you hear me shuffling my papers, and I'm sorry about that. So many different directions that they could have gone in. They could have gone with Dwayne Brown at tackle because they were looking at a tackle that year at number 26. They, I don't think they're going to go with Jordy Nelson, the wide receiver. They, they went second-round wide receiver. Lima Sweet, that did not work out. But they couldn't have got Jordy. They didn't take... Jordy wasn't there to take over, sweet. But the very next pick at 24 was Chris Johnson. What would have been different if the Steelers would have went with Chris Johnson? The thing is, they still had Willie Parker. And I don't think they were looking at that speedy running back. And we've heard some stories recently on uh, how he couldn't he couldn't make the one meeting or something and then they took him off his board. I I don't know if that's, that's coming from Chris Johnson. So I don't know. It's interesting to think what would have been different, but we don't know. But the production you got out of Rashard Mendenhall, not bad. If he's your fourth worst pick in the first round, then that's pretty damn good. I would probably say fifth worst. I I think he's a better pick than, uh, really. I think he's a better pick than Devin Bush, but Dave has values associated with it from profile reference. So I don't argue that because he's going to another source. So not a problem there. Let's look at another guy that Dave has in that mix. I think, I think this was your, uh, I think I have Dave's list all mixed up. I think your number four guy, I think Mendenhall was actually your number three guy. Your number four guy was Ziggy Hood. So I'm going out of order here. Doesn't matter. Steelers win the Super Bowl in 2008 season. Next season, they're picking number 32. They actually traded out of their number two pick. They could have probably traded out of their number one pick with Ziggy Hood. Ziggy Hood, actually, here's a funny thing about Ziggy Hood. He had a pretty good career in the NFL. He lasted all the way till 2019. Over 10 years in the league, he went to camp with New Orleans, and then he was one of the final cuts. He didn't make it, but the guy played for the Steelers. 80 re- regular season games. He had 46 starts with the Steelers. 11 and a half sacks. 140 tackles. 18 for a loss. Started in the Super Bowl. Um, as Dave compares it to Cam Hayward, he's like, Well, you know, you pick this guy right around the same spot. Picked Cam at 31, Ziggy to 32, and Cam's a much different animal at the same position. Went on to play with Jacksonville, Chicago, Washington, Miami, and of course didn't make it out with New Orleans. Ended up only having two and a half more sacks in all of those years in six or seven years. So he actually started out half decent for Pittsburgh. They didn't hold on to him, but really, he's not that bad either compared to, look, in some teams, Ziggy Hood is going to be in the top 10 of the last 20 years of drafting. He might be at number 10 or number nine, but this guy had a long established NFL career. He didn't fit right in Pittsburgh and that's okay. But again, if the Rashard Mendenhalls and the Ziggy Hoods are your problems, then you've got a great history. Who else could have they gotten? Ah, they could have got a James Larenitis, even though he wasn't a defensive end, though. He's a linebacker. They could have gone you know, a couple directions. That wasn't just amazing in that second round. Could have gone for... A guy like Max Unger at 49, center, in a completely different direction. Ray Malaluga. Malaluga was 38. Here's the guy that I actually would have loved to have seen him get, Connor Barwin, who had a nice career as a defensive end. That was at 46, so you trade down, you stockpile a few more picks. Because they got. remember, they got Mike Wallace from that trade down, too. Um, Connor Barwin would have been really good there. I, I would have loved to have seen a guy like that. You never know, though. Let's go ahead and look at the bottom two, which is the top two on these list of bust picks. I'm sorry, missed picks. These didn't work out. Artie Burns. We know Artie Burns did not work out. He was the first quarterback the Steelers picked since 1997. He was on all rookie teams after his rookie year, but he was inconsistent. He struggled versus zone defenses. At the end, he was a healthy scratch. At the end, he, they just realized that Artie Burns got burnt a lot. So with that being said, you know, they could have done a lot better than Artie Burns. They were desperate. They wanted William Jackson the III. No, they traded up. They should have gone elsewhere. They could have gone elsewhere. Man, they could have gotten Xavier Howard at 38, a cornerback. So what? 13 picks later. They could have got a guy like that and got someone else. Or, well, actually they could have just hey. I don't know, maybe they didn't have a first round grade on him. Then Sean Davis, they picked Sean Davis 58th. He was a safety, man, safety cornerback combo. Big 3 picks later they could have got Von Bell, 61, or Kevin Byard, 64. Pretty good pros. James Bradbury at 62 was straight cornerback, still in the league. Got ripped off. Uh and man, I I hate that James Bradbury got nailed on that that one uh that one in the Super Bowl. Bad call against him with Juju and all that mess. James Bradbury actually impressed me of the way he handled it, handled it a lot better than I thought. But Ar- Artie Burns, just a straight bad pick. <laughs> but, but what? One of two really bad picks. If you want to come close to a bust, to call him a bust, you can. I think if you get to that level, don't call him a bust. Let's talk about another guy that a lot of people will deem number one here. Two time All American, two time first team All SEC, 13 and a half sacks at Georgia in 2011, 14 and a half sacks in 2012. Woodley was hurt. That's Lamar Woodley. James Harrison ended up in Cincinnati. Seemed like the right pick. Then he got word that he had some spinal stenosis, got word that he did a 40. And then some people on draft day are like, eh, maybe this isn't the guy to get 17th overall. I was one of them. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. I was one of them. I liked the Jarvis Jones pick. I had his jersey. I thought he was going to be good. He didn't work. He was a reach. He was a desperate pick again. And if you look, go look at the 2013 draft. A lot of teams failed in the 2013 draft. Pittsburgh got a really good pick in the second round of the 2013 draft, Le'Veon Bell. Man, I would have loved to have seen them go with a guy like Xavier Rhodes. If they wanted a linebacker so bad, wait till around 52. Jamie Collins. DeAndre Hopkins was a guy that went 27th. He's still in the league. Would you like to have Nuke? Man, they could have, 10 picks later, they could have got a guy like DeAndre. But that's not what they were thinking at the time. Even though they wanted a wide receiver in that draft, they got one in the third round. Marcus Wheaton, again, didn't work out. Rhodes might have been really a good pick at corner and, and find a a linebacker down the road in that draft. They did pick a sixth round pick named Vince Williams. It worked out pretty well for him. That's it. I mean, we don't know. I mean, and you know what, when you talk about, we talk about these picks like it's every single year and there's really three picks that uh, even a couple in that top five that maybe I'm I'm not gonna not pick. I'm still picking Richard Mendenhall there probably. I am still picking Devin Bush and trading up for him, even though it doesn't work out. But I thought it w- was, and we don't know because of you know in there, what would have changed? Mendenhall maybe not so much because of uh, his head wasn't in it, his heart wasn't in it. Ziggy hood you know they were just won the Super Bowl and it wasn't a splashy pick just like Terrell Edmonds wasn't a splashy pick but you got some good years out of those guys decent years out of them not nothing amazing but nothing horrible either so when you look at maybe three guys that uh are really picks that you missed out on that just weren't right then it would be guys like Burns it would be Jones and it would be Bush but all those other guys man you look at all those other guys pretty solid all the way around when you're looking at this list and Ryan Shazier is number nine of your best you're like wow And here's another thing. You're not going to go back in time and say, I'm not picking Shazier. You're not. You didn't get a full career out of him. It cut cut short. Unfortunate accident. But you're not going to say we should have taken somebody over Ryan Shazier. That would have actually been foolish. It really would. You, You can't think that way. Because when you throw in the injury factor, that changes everything. Bud Dupree is way down this list. Bud Dupree was still pretty good. (laughs) So, man, look at the Patriots. Look at the Ravens. Look at other teams, how they drafted. Not that well. In the AFC, Pittsburgh, in the last 20-some years, ranked number one in the AFC with quality draft picks in the first round. They knew what they were doing. So, Omar Khan. You were around for that. You were there. You weren't calling the shots, but you paid a lot of attention. So do that same thing, and we're going to be talking about you just like we are right now, but even tenfold. You're going to be in the annals of guys like Kevin Colbert. With that being said, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is Bad Language, a part of Fans First Sports Network, which is the home to Steel Curtain Network. And I got to tell you this, I ain't apologizing.